Exodus 20, verse 8 says, Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. If it's not clear by that text, we are in a Ten Commandments series right now. And um, this is the fourth week of it. So we are on the fourth commandment. Now, if you've been an Avenist for any period of time, you've probably heard more than your fair share of sermons on the Sabbath. Um, and if you are new to this uh, faith tradition, we're sorry that you're not going to hear a sermon on the Sabbath today. We are going to uh, have a panel in just a few moments of, of members here at Church of the Avon Hope, and we're going to discuss um, some questions and some thoughts and some ideas surrounding the Sabbath. Not only, uh, not particularly what people should do or shouldn't do, that has been hashed out um, by a lot of people before, and, and if you need that, I'm sure there are places where you can find that and have that conversation. T today, we're continuing the focus of our series, which has been looking at the Ten Commandments and how they affect our relationships, how they influence our relationships with one another, help us build community, and uh, how they help us in our relationship with God as well. And so we're going to continue that with the Fourth Commandment today. So as the panel comes up at this time, there is a number on the screen that's going to appear. And uh, you can text in any questions you would like the panel to discuss, any reactions to some of their thoughts or answers that you might have. Um, and we would love for you to participate in that way and join us in the discussion. Um, it is completely anonymous. So if you have something that you want to share and you're afraid that it might be uh, too controversial or, or too orthodox, um, either of those extremes and anywhere in the middle is fine. No one's going to know it's you. Um, so please, uh, please do participate in the discussion with us. The first thing I want to do is to introduce, uh, have each panel member introduce themselves um, and make sure that we have enough mics for everybody. Um, and I want to do that in, by way of having you each uh, say your name, maybe something it is that you do here at Church of the Avon Hope, and then share what is your earliest memory of the Sabbath. So who would ever like to start? Hello? It's on, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah G. Um, so I am a part of the Treasury Department here at Avent Hope. I've been coming here for about four and a half years now. I did not grow up Adventist. I've only been Adventist for about 10 years. I can't remember my exact moment of when I went to church, but I remember the first few months. For me, it was an adjustment period because I did go to church on, on Sundays for as long as I could remember. So to me, I think in the first few months, it was a little bit strict. It was a little different. Um, it was a little more toned down. I did go to a very strict church. So it was an adjustment for me to go from having a church that was passionate with praise and worship to a church that was very calm. Subdued. Yes. <laughs> Who's next? 
So, uh, my name is Nye Simmons. I've uh, been coming to Evan Hope since about 2009, and I am uh, active in our potluck ministry. Uh, and I was born and raised Seventh-day Adventist. Um, did not necessarily grow up in a very strict household, but uh, I think one of my earliest memories of the Sabbath was visiting my extended family in New Orleans and you know, getting together at my grandmother's house afterwards and uh, sharing a meal with, friend, with family and family friends. Uh, I had you know, some very good, my fondest memories of the Sabbath from growing up. My name is Helen Massey and I work with the teens ministry here at Advent Hope and prayer ministry. My, I've been here for now 10 years. My early memories of the Sabbath is, they, it started on Thursday, Thursday in my household. Friday started Thursday, preparing the shoes, ironing the food. And um, then we came together on Friday, pretty much 45 to an hour before the sun sets. And uh, being the oldest of, of four, I was sent ahead 45 minutes before to start playing the piano and playing hymns as my, fa my family came together to welcome the Sabbath. But one big memory that I remember is um, the Sabbath at my house was not only about preparation um, of the home and the food, but also internally and relational with the family. My parents would ask for forgiveness to any of us if during that week they had offended any of us. And my parents would ask for forgiveness among each other if there was a conflict in the home that week. Um, we needed to be prepared, not only the house, but spiritually and internally, we needed to be prepared for the Sabbath. And I do remember my parents at times calling some of their friends if there was ever a dispute, and they will make peace before the Sabbath. My memories are... What was your name again, sir? Oh. <laughs> I'm Derek Linton. Um, believe it or not, I'm the head elder of this church. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I've been coming to Advent Hope since um, 2000, I think it is, Alex? 2000? And so, um, yeah, I love it. Um, my earlier experiences of church and Sabbath go all the way back to 715 Carpentry Road in England. My mother... Um, was an Anglican originally, and I have very hazy memories of people coming to our church, our home rather, to conduct Bible studies because my mom was dissatisfied with her, her belief system at the time and wanted something else. And so I remember Jehovah Witnesses coming, there would be tracts from different denominations, and I'm not really sure what it was, but there was a couple um, who would come that, who were Adventists, and she decided that Adventism was for her. Um, things changed in the home. Um, we stopped having bacon on Sunday mornings, and that was tough for me because I loved me some bacon. When <laughs> I was, are pretty good. Right? <laughs> and um, the home became vegetarian. My dad, I remember, made bread, and like Helen, 
preparation for the Sabbath started very early in the week. By sunset on Friday, the clothes were pressed. We knew what we were going to wear. Um, the food had been cooked. And we had worship on Friday. It started strictly on Friday night when the sun set. And then Sabbath, we were at church before the first event. So if song service started on Sabbath, we were there. And we spent most of the day at church. But when we did go home, I do remember that my home on Sabbath was a big community. Um, there was always someone coming home with us for dinner. And it was somewhat of a haven. There were people who I remember who came to my house on Sabbath who had spousal abuse issues um, and a plethora of other issues. And I remember them distinctly, some um, rather memorable instances where um, the home was, it was a haven for people. And so um, that's, that's my memory. Um, my name is Kyle, I'm one of the pastors here. My earliest memory of Sabbath is um, donuts. My family, even to this day, if you go to their house on a Saturday morning, there, is, there are donuts that my mom got the day before that we all sit around. It's like our only time to have breakfast together and spend that time eating. Um, so that's a very fond and a very early memory uh, for me with the Sabbath. Um, it looks like we have our slide working now with the phone number. So um, if you have any questions or ideas or reactions, please uh, feel free to text into that. Um, going, once again, we're looking at this from a relational angle. And I think it's really interesting uh, what you shared, Helen, this uh, family tradition of using the Sabbath as an opportunity for forgiveness. Um, and you said that, that really helped, um, you know, the relationships in your family and with, with other people as well. So I wonder if, if, if anyone would like to share um, what is a time or an example of how Sabbath has helped you uh, deepen a relationship or further develop a relationship, whether that's with a significant other or with a friend or with a fellow church member or with someone in your family, um, or maybe it's even someone that is listed there in the commandment, right? Maybe it's your, uh, your male or female slave, um, or maybe, maybe um, you know, the alien in your town, the stranger in your gates, um, or, or someone else. How have you seen in your life or in someone else uh, the Sabbath be a way to help deepen those relationships? Um, for me, when I converted into being an Adventist, um, I did find more community um, at a Seventh-day Adventist church, and specifically at Advent Hope, I do have a few people that I'm very close to, including Helen. Um, and for me, spending Sabbath with Helen or my close friend Andrea or Gabriella, I feel like those relationships have developed and been cultivated because of the Sabbath. And even though we may not talk all the time, those are some of my prayer warrior friends that I can count on and, and talk to throughout the week and can just pray for me when I feel like I can't pray for myself. So for me, it's been a foundation um, to cultivate relationships with people that I probably would have never met if I hadn't converted or come to Advent Hope. Nice. You know, I, I, you know, I don't like to consider myself a victim of my Sabbath upbringing. I'm more of a product. My, the way I observe Sabbath is, is very different than my home, but um, there is something about church that is very important to me, and I remember my wife, who's not here, she's in the Maldives for work. Um, wow. 
Um, when I was dating her, she was, she was not an Adventist. She was brought up Catholic and wanted a, a more fulfilling church experience, um, are her words. And we were dating, and for those of us who have grown up in Adventist homes, most Adventist parents wish Adventist children to have Adventist dates and Adventist spouses eventually. Um, that's why they send them to Adventist colleges with hopes that they'll come home with more than a degree. Um, fortunately for me, there was no one at my college that I had any desire of marrying. Um, so, but when I met my wife, I knew that was going to be an issue for my family, but I knew she was a Christian nonetheless, and we dated, and she was a beautiful Christian woman. But I do remember coming to church and feeling somewhat of a void when she wasn't with me. And so what I would do, because I love music, and I remember many times, Alex would be up there, and we would be, they would be doing the praise team back then, and it, I felt so good about it, I would turn, put my phone, call her, and put it on speaker without even mentioning any, so she could experience what I was going through. And as the Holy Spirit would have it, um, you know, we fell in love, and I never ever once evangelized to my, my wife, but she wanted to come to church to experience what I kept sharing with her and fell in love with the community. And that's why Advent Hope is, this is why I owe so much to Advent Hope. They've given me, they've given me the best gift Amen. I've ever gotten. Amen. Um, there, so we, we know and we all probably have experiences, like we just mentioned, some of them, of how uh, the Sabbath has helped us deepen relationships with certain people. But um, I'm sure that there are people here today and, and, and people you know, have already shared that sometimes the Sabbath is like a hurdle or a hindrance or something that can stand in the way of, uh, of deepening a relationship with someone that's maybe not Avenist or, or a, um, a Christian of another denomination. Um, have you ever felt um, that Sabbath has gotten in the way or do you feel like that's not the case and, and quite the contrary? Um, it's helped you deepen those relationships with people outside of our particular faith tradition. Hmm. Growing up Adventist, um, all my friends were Adventist. I went to Adventist schools, Adventist universities. And um, so it was just like we all did the same thing. And I always kind of, um, lately, in the past maybe 10 years, I've just been asking myself the question, how could four kids that grew up under the same roof, the same parents, the same punishments, um, now have different views of the Sabbath. And um, my sister, she is no longer an Adventist. She goes to church on Sunday, very active at, at her church, bringing up two beautiful um, daughters. But she's no longer part of the Sabbath keeping. Now, every time I talk to my parents on a weekly basis, they do remind me to pray for my sister, to please that she will see that the Sabbath is the day 
that God has made and that through the Sabbath, that's the, that's, that's, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. And so um, talking to her yesterday, we were just exchanging memories. And um, all of a sudden, she stops and she says, wow, her husband, Mark, she said that he just lost his job. His company is no longer going to be um, providing services. He's a pilot. And I said, oh my, what are you gonna do? And then she responded, I have no fear. The God that gave him that job knew about this date long, long time ago. And then she sent me Romans 8, 28. So here I am just struggling with what is this Sabbath symbol covenant that some of us practice and yet some of us have walked away yet our beliefs belief in God still remains the same and I'm struggling with are my do I need to be praying for her to come back to the Sabbath or do I just continue accepting that she loves God as much as I do and is that the bottom the bottom ticket Amen. Um, as I mentioned before, and I prefaced and said that I did not grow up Adventist, so my experience is, is a, I wouldn't say unique, but people who have been in my shoes can relate to this. Um, so in my transition period, at one point I was going to church on both Sabbath and Sunday, and I was doing that mainly to appease my parents, which they're no longer together, but I'm the only one in my immediate family who is Adventist, so for me, I have had many challenges, and, and sometimes to this day, I have many challenges with that. So at the beginning, it was a little bit of a hurdle because I was on my personal journey of just talking to God and like having the Holy Spirit revealed to me in terms of worshiping on the Sabbath. Now, my parents and my sister, they are non-denominational. I grew up in a loving Christian home, um, but for me, I don't, I don't pray to that my mom or my dad or my sister or my dad's wife or my brother, like they, to be Adventists at all. For me, I just want them to have a loving relationship with God. And if they so choose that path, you know, as I did on my own, then so be it. So now sometimes there is a little bit of a struggle where if I visit my dad in California, he may want to do certain things on a Sabbath and it's just like, uh, I can't. So on purpose, I would, recently I would rent a car just so I can drive far out to like Riverside or something. And so that way my dad, you know, doesn't have to like harass me about like coming back home or doing certain things on the Sabbath just so I can keep it the way that I would choose to keep it. So it was a hurdle. Um, I would say my mom has come around. My sister did very accepting. So I think our relationship grew stronger because my relationship with God grew stronger. So when they noticed that was the key essence of, of me just being a Christian period, then I think that honestly like had us, drew us closer together. But there's still some struggles with my dad and I. So we avoid talking about the Sabbath all together. Yeah, um, I think uh, a lot of people have had experiences like you both just shared there. Uh, maybe not so many as have, have your experience of, of dating somebody and then them, them accepting that difference and, and um, you know, joining you in that same uh, faith tradition. But um, for those of us that have had some of these more uh, problematic relationships uh, with how the Sabbath um, 
can, can be uh, something in the way of deepening uh, a relationship. What, um, what one thing that I always want to make sure I'm thinking about is that um, there's a tendency for us, the Seventh-day Adventists, uh, to focus on these things that make us different. Um, and it doesn't help that our name says, like, Seventh in it. Um, and so uh, it can, it's easy to understand why it becomes so important, but it's important for us to remember that we, we don't follow uh, we don't follow a list of, of rules. We don't follow a set of beliefs. We follow a person. We, we follow, um, you know, Jesus. And uh, any time that we want to make the, the Sabbath or any other commandment or any other, you know, um, important thing more important um, than him, you know, that's, that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah. Um, I, I do remember prior to meeting Michelle that when I did date, and one of the things that I learned early was that when I met someone, I made it my point to let them know who I was from the beginning because time was always an important factor for me. And so if this was going to be a waste of time, I needed them to know who I was so we knew exactly where we were going or not. And I do remember a number of instances where I would meet people and there were two things that were to my disadvantage. One, I was living at home at the time because I had a vision of paying off all my loans. And secondly, I would let them know that I was an Adventist so Sabbath would have issues if there was anything. Now, being, that being said, when I was in college, I took a class called Contemporary American Religions, Contemporary Christian Religions, because I was somewhat faced with that question of why the Sabbath? for the re very same reason why. Now, the, the commandment has that seven in it. And so it certainly has some significance. Now, the, the controversy is which day is the seventh, but God could have just said, well, you know, remember a, a day to make it holy. But he, he said the seventh. So I took this class and studied all these other religions and concluded that seven-day Adventism was the right one for me. Um, and so my advice would be let people know who you are. And I'd like to think that I'm an Adventist because I'm proud to be an Adventist because there's so many other options. So if you, if you can't embrace it and own it, then perhaps we shouldn't be it. Um, we're getting a lot, of, a lot of good questions and keep them coming. Um, the next uh, thing I have is a little bit of switching gears, but um, a lot of times, uh, the Sabbath becomes synonymous with church. Even in the way that we've described our experiences up here, they tend to be, well, on Sabbath, we would go to church and do this thing or that thing. Um, so the next question I have for you is, is um, does Sabbath help us deepen community since it provides us this opportunity to all worship together and spend this time together? Or can it too much focus on one particular day, therefore keeping us from deepening um, relationships or community in a broader way because we're only thinking about one day. Um, so is the fact that we, we come here together, you know, that's great and that's, that's uh, accomplishing the purpose of the Sabbath, or is it insufficient because it makes us focus too much on the time we gather once a week instead of a more holistic sense of how we live in community? I mean, I think for me, the, the Sabbath enhances community. I think especially living in New York, um, for those who did not grow up in New York, you can probably relate to coming from maybe a smaller town 
uh, with you know less distractions. But being here, there's so many distractions. It's like when I was younger, you know, I had a very legalistic view of the Sabbath. I was raised with this is what you do, this is what you don't do. And as I've gotten older, particularly living in New York, it's like I, I look forward to it, like I welcome it, just because I know it's an opportunity to kind of rest and then to really connect with, you know, the people who have become my family, you know, in this city. So, you know, I think uh, it's easy to kind of, a lot of other denominations i found, not every denomination, but I think it's quite common that people go, you go to church, you go to service, and you go home, and you're done. And it's like here with, with there being a lot of observance around Sabbath, it's like Sabbath can be an all-day thing. And it's like sometimes you kind of look back and go, my gosh, like my whole weekend's gone. But then it's like the positive side is like I just got to spend half of my weekend with, you know, the people who I care most about in a very relaxing, you know, environment and really the ability to, to build that community, um, not just with each other, but to learn more about God just through the conversations that we have. So. As a personal trainer, um, I get very close with my clients. And um, sometimes I, I kind of go back and forth, am I a therapist or am I a personal trainer? <laughs> Which one? What is it going to be today? It's, it's a beautiful career. So they know about me. They know a lot about me and what I do. And I get to know a lot about them. And one of the things my clients know is that I'm a Seventh-day Adventist and I, that I go to church on Sabbath. But it's been a very unique experience how when they want to reach me and the Sabbath has begun, they want to cancel tomorrow's sessions and Sunday morning early, they want me to know. They start with, I'm sorry to interrupt your Sabbath. So although they're not here at church with me, they have this respect for what I do and what I observe, whether they don't. And I remember one time, one of my clients was, she was really ill and she reached out, she goes, Helen, I'm really sick, I'm not going to be able to make it. And I told her, Tell me where you are. I'll come see you tomorrow. Tomorrow meaning Saturday. And she goes, but it's your Sabbath. And I go, that's what my Sabbath is all about. It's about being with people, reaching out to people, interacting with people, and doing the best that I can do for people. Yeah, and, and Sabbath, Sabbath is about relationships, as we've been discussing in... Um, this series of sermons about the commandments. And I know as someone who has family, with two girls, and the type of lives my li wife and I lead, we have demanding jobs. The Sabbath is that necessary divine punctuation in our life that I can't imagine what my life would be if I was just going and going and going. And the home on Fridays, and, and it's not as strict as it was before, and perhaps it should be stricter, but, um, Sometimes the lines do blur, and, and we're working on that, but the girls know that there are certain things we don't do on the Sabbath, and it's a holy time, and it's a date with God, and God is going to keep the date, and we should keep it too. And, you know, to Helen's point, um, church is not necessarily the building. It's about how we 
where, what our mindset is. And God is preparing us for service um, because where there is no serving, there is no leadership, really. If you can't serve, then you can't lead. And so God is preparing us to be leaders in this campaign for the kingdom. And so Sabbath is, is that gas station on the road that is life that, that fuels us for the next leg of, of the journey. Um, once again, we're getting great questions, but we're running out of time. So um, I want to ask you, uh, a lot of people um, are still really concerned about this question of, of what to do or not to do on a Sabbath. Um, and even though that's not the angle that we're coming at this from, I guess it, I think it would be helpful um, if, if we could, if, if possible, describe what would an ideal Sabbath for you be? Um, maybe you've never experienced uh, the, the perfect version of it uh, in your head, or maybe you have. Um, but what, just as an example uh, for people asking this question, what would an ideal uh, Sabbath be for you? Ideal Sabbath would be a Sabbath that would change constantly. So I do not have a program for this is how the Sabbath um, is going to be from now on. It will be a Sabbath that is changing. One Sabbath, I am serving. One Sabbath, I need a break from everyone, from everyone, even Todd. Therefore, I am going on a hike on my own and just talking to God. It's a Sabbath where I'm choosing to um, be here with all of you, be with the teens the whole day, visiting Lillian. I want my Sabbath to be just be changing. I don't want it to become a routine. I don't want people to know me by, oh, this is what she does on Sabbath. She goes to church, she sits, she sings, she goes out home. I just want my Sabbath to be, wow, I can't wait. What is it going to be today? You know, I, I, my, I kind of like the way my Sabbaths are. I like coming to church. I enjoy seeing the people. I'm, I don't work with any of you, which makes it helpful. Um, I, like, I like the That'd people. That'd be a problem if you did work with I, right? I like the people that, I, that are here. And I think, you know, I can't speak for other churches. Advent Hope, you know, is the, kind of, is the honey that attracts a different kind of bee. And so if you're not uncomfortable here, it's because the honey isn't right for you. Um, but just to, to, to conclude, um, I love the music here. And I think if I have a choice of anywhere, it doesn't have to be here. I want music to be a part of my, my Sabbath. And the, the music here and the worship. I was just talking to Nick, to Nick earlier that the, the music provides a, a canvas for us that we can paint the type of blessing we want. You know, when he sings and plays, you know, you, you get from it. It's like a love song. Some people see it as, as a breakup song and some people see it as a makeup song. Um, I just, we just got a text saying that you actually gave the wrong answer. The right answer would have been an afternoon in the Maldives with your wife, you know, but it was close. It was close. Um, in conclusion, because once again, we're, we're out of time. Um, if Avon Hope was gone and there were no other churches church buildings um, next Saturday, a week from now, what would you do? What would you, how would you spend your Sabbath next week if churches didn't exist? 
Since I have a lot going on in my life right now, currently, I would say on a beach somewhere. Not like New York City beaches, because I don't consider that a real beach. If you can't see your feet in the water, or a few feet, that's not a real beach. But yes, on a beach, tropical island, somewhere on the sand, just me and God and the book of James. I tend to resort to that book whenever I feel like I need that re-energy. So yeah, that's where I would be. Sounds good. Uh, something outside with friends. Uh, find uh, partaking in nature uh, is a great way to uh, uh, to enjoy the creation that God's made for us. I'll invite all of you to come hiking with me and um, bring some food to share, not your own. And um, we'll probably have a discussion about what we are seeing here in nature and what we're thankful for. And hopefully we'll meet someone along the path and be able to to make an impact of this group. What are they doing? Why are they singing? Or maybe not singing, but that we might be able to impact someone along the way. But definitely hike at 9 a.m. next Saturday. <laughs> I invite everyone to meet me in the Maldives next <laughs> Sabbath to be with my wife and family. <laughs> but um, you know, an ideal Sabbath for me is with my family. I, we do everything together, but an ideal, you know, and, and this may be a little more theological than we need to go, but Isaiah 58, verse 13, kind of tells us a little something, something about the Sabbath that I think we're still trying to, to interpret. But um, I want God, I, I want to be happy and relaxed on the Sabbath, but I want God to be pleased with whatever I'm doing, yeah. wherever I am. Um, for those of you wondering, we will be here next week. Um, <laughs> But if, if you do want to, you know, go out and do something else, no one's going to be offended um, by that. Um, I just want to thank the panel for, for sharing uh, with us today. None of them are professional theologians or, or experts um, on the commandments, and so we're thankful that they were willing to lend uh, their experience um, with us today. If you texted in a question or you want to continue this conversation, um, please come at 2.30 to our Going Deeper class uh, this is a class we have every week. We usually meet in Central Park when the weather's nice, which it is today. Um, and we'll go out there and we'll continue um, this conversation. So we'll meet here to leave at 2.30, or you can meet us over in the park. You can find uh, details on that uh, location in the Avonhoe app. Uh, we, we thank you for participating in this, and uh, we hope you have a blessed Sabbath.